at SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. And I also have a bit of good news. I know that uh, you've been reading about it, you heard about it, that uh, uh, former president of the U.S., uh, President Obama, is going to be addressing the 16th Nelson Mandela lecture. And uh, you're wondering, where can I get the tickets? I've got good news for you. Lifetime Live is going to be giving away double tickets um, if you'd like to attend this lecture. And unfortunately, uh, if you want to book yourself online, tickets are already sold out um, and there are no tickets available but we are going to be giving uh, double tickets uh, to a lucky you. Uh, please uh, do stay tuned and uh, we'll let you know all about it. And right now, let's talk about uh, your money, 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 money. Um, I know that uh, a lot of us are just uh, barely surviving. Like I said, paycheck away from poverty uh, to help us make a little bit of sense on how uh, we survive this period. Uh, Kanti Pai is joining me on the line. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Kanti. Hi, Christelle. Very good to talk to you and good afternoon to your listeners. Now, we, you're going to have to do uh, like a, a simple lecture uh, for your ordinary folk. This economy thing is just, uh, it's getting the best of us. And from VET to petrol increase and from, I mean, the past five years has been hard. Uh, it's been really, really hard times, Christelle. And I think, I mean, everybody's experiencing it. I mean, I sort of, I know I run a company and I think you can tell even with the, uh, what businesses and clients, you know, they're finding it very difficult to meet their obligations mm. um, because, you know, they also depend on the economy. They depend on consumers like, like yourself and everybody else. So it's, uh, it's a very tough time. Um, and I think you can see it even in the employment numbers that we are seeing. We have um, major problems. And I think one of the things that sort of um, have, uh, have confused the situation is this idea of inflation where people say inflation is falling mm. as if actually it means prices are falling. I think we need to have a, a different understanding of that and a clear understanding. You know, whenever we hear that, you know, inflation is falling, it doesn't mean that prices are falling. It just means, you know, that they are, uh, they are increasing at a decreasing rate. And I think that's something that we need to understand and not be too exuberant yeah. um, as a country to realize that actually the pressure is still very much on. All right, let, let's just, just uh, do a, a basic um, e- economy for dummies and, and just get an understanding of how do we survive uh, on our salaries? How does one calculate uh, what is an acceptable standard of living? <laughs> it's a very tough one, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we have to think about is one of the, you know, um, one of the things that we've heard for a long time is that, you know, the, the middle class in South Africa is growing, mm. you know, as if actually things are getting better for the majority of people. I think in a big way, actually, it depends where you hear, I mean, how you calculate the middle class in terms of what income um, that is. And many people actually bring it as low as 3,000, right? that is, they're earning 3,000 in front of the middle class. Mm. So I think the calculation um, is probably very subjective. I think where we need to get to is where people feel actually that they are, they are actually their earnings are growing at an acceptable rate above actually their, um, you know, their cost, and that actually at the end of that, they still have a little bit more uh, to save. And I think in South Africa, we, we know that people are de-saving, actually that debt, uh, they are becoming ever more indebted, mm. and that they are spending a lot of their incomes actually financing debt. And that ability to save um, is a huge, huge problem for many people. It's actually you need to first make something. And I think part of it is, you know, in all our households, I suppose there's always what we call a breadwinner. In many households, yeah. maybe there's two breadwinners. And there's we also black tax. Please don't yeah, forget exactly. your black tax. <laughs> exactly. That our money is split into, you know, supporting our families, uh, you know, our cousins, supporting ourselves, and actually financing old debt, you know, whether it's student loans 
or it's, you know, even trying to actually just get to zero. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in our community, a lot of that in our, you know, our household. And things have, have gotten worse because people have lost jobs. So you had two breadwinners. Sometimes in some families we now have one. Uh, one breadwinner, given that you know, the mining mm-hmm. sector, for example, hasn't done very well. Uh, we've had a lot of um, issues across different sectors where jobs are being lost. So, um, and that sometimes even when there has been hope where you increase that when somebody, for example, finishes school, they find it difficult to find work. So the situation is quite dire. I think um, many of us are hoping for a time when, you know, we don't have an economy that creates jobs, where entrepreneurs are starting to make something and that we can share more. And then, of course, when we can actually sort of stabilize the so-called inflation mm. to make sure that people are, um, are doing better than they've actually been doing. So if we can afford your basics, um, your, your food and, and um, essentials, how is this affecting um, uh, your consumer price index? So, you know, what is, has happened is that, you know, consumer price index really uh, indicates, you know, a basket of goods. So they go and survey everyone and they say, what if, you know, when country goes into the shop mm. on, a, on a monthly basis and they spend their money, what they spend their money, what's in their basket of shopping? And then mm. they look at different people and then they come up with this thing called a basket. Of, uh, of goods. And every basket, of course, will be different. You know, inflation for poorer people is different for rich people. Mm. You know, for, for poor people, you know, will spend on, uh, more on food and on transport and maybe some clothing. Whereas the richer people spend more of their money on, you know, on housing and perhaps on, you know, on, di- on digital goods. And those things are doing better because, of course, you know, you're, you're, if every time you go to a, a shop, you'll see uh, the price of TV screens seems to be falling. You know, you can, you can buy a, a big screen TV for less now than you did a few years ago. You know, it's no longer mm. a luxury item. So many people will look at that and say prices are falling, but they're not for the majority of people who don't actually spend on, uh, on, on cars and on, on flat screen TVs. And it depends also if you're an elderly person or you live in a rural area. Your inflation is different. And I think that's a discussion we have to have very clearly uh, with employers um, and the unions have to actually bring this up more acutely to say, look, our measurement of actually prices and our measurement of inflation differs from person to person. And we can't anchor this around, you know, the general inflation rate that includes the rich, but we should actually look at what is the inflation rate for the poor people, for the elderly, what's the inflation rate for people who work in mines as opposed to people who work in the city. These are different things, and I think this is an important thing because then, once we actually have a realistic understanding, all our economic conditions can we actually start to improve them. And I think that has been a big issue that we are not being able to improve mm-hmm. because sometimes our discussions are, are anchored um, on the wrong premise to begin with. All right, so let's take your calls um, and WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, we also on Twitter and Facebook at SAFM Radio. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live and SMS 40938 charged at 150. Call Chris Salda now, 891 all right, uh, we're taking your calls, 0891-104-207. And joining me on the line is Ganti Pai, who is uh, an economist and head of uh, research at NASA's advisory and, uh, you know, giving us some insights on, on how uh, we, we can actually try and cope with the cost of living. Um, are you finding it very hard um, to cope? Uh, the petrol increase, uh, VAT has gone up, and how is this affecting your pocket? Janus, you're joining us uh, from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Those who produce and manufacture products and also uh, owners of the shop, they easily blame the petrol
fuel price and the base price of the electricity for increase of the prices. And there's actually no control of this. Every month you go, I very seldom go straight, but my wife is going to make a shopping and she's shocked that prices are going up all the time. So, and there is no control over that. And they, as I just mentioned, they, for instance, blame the, the pattern for the price. If you if you go to Europe, if you go to to Dubai, to other countries, mm. you're gonna see, for instance, our products sold there with much cheaper price than even Walmart selling. And if you consider the price of the petrol, which has to be for the transport of this, why is it like that? Why is it like that? Because they need the foreign currency, they need the dollars, pounds, whatever. So they have to sell their product for uh, in the other countries. We haven't got any access. We've got a democracy in our country, but still money are controlled, and we cannot have uh, access to, to check, ex- freely exchange our runs to the dollars. In Europe and other countries, if you go to the, the specific uh, shops or specific uh, bureaus, easily you can change the money. You don't need to sell your product that cheaply. You can be able to sell it here. We haven't got, we have to change this. So we can have a more access. We mustn't be like in apartheid time where there was strong control of the currency. We need freedoms of our currency. And that's a thing. We have to have a competition in our country so the price can be controlled and reduced and uh, uh, have a better price and better control. Thank you very much. Just for interest sake, Janus, do you find, um, have you compared living in Cape Town um, from, from living anywhere else in the country? Do you find it well, more expensive? Yes, the houses are more expensive. Uh, life is more expensive. It's quite strange, for instance, that uh, fish, for instance, which is called summer here, is cheaper than in Johannesburg than, than in Cape Town. Mm. And have to be also transported there. So so I don't see what's happening there. Why is such a, such a thing like this? You know, and the houses in, in Cape Town are much more expensive. I know that, for instance, USA, California, because of the closeness to the sea, the, sure. the houses are also expensive, but I don't understand why it's like that. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Janus Tanti, your response? Look, I mean, I, there has been studies um, that have shown this, because there actually there are cities that are more expensive than others. Mm. If you know, depend of course, in places where immigration, for example, is very high. Joburg would be more expensive, for example, than say East London or Queenstown, because a lot of people are migrating there. There's a higher demand for, 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 uh, for accommodation. And that makes prices go up. So there is a big difference in that. I think one of the two things, just to go back to a discussion that we don't really think about, you know, South Africans are very aspirational people. We always, you know, want uh, a little bit of a higher kind of life, a much more sense life. And that sometimes we also aspirational in terms of our careers. And then we forget sometimes that, for example, if you are, say, you're a legal clerk, and because you aspire to be somebody better, say you want to be maybe, you know, you think economists are doing really, really well, then you go and you, ask, you, know, you, in, you want to increase your skill, and then you start to study something like economics. Mm. You have to recognize, of course, that if you, become, you go to another career, you're going to start from scratch, so you might not actually be able to get a higher earning because every job requires that you are becoming more productive for that job to pay you a little bit more. And our productivity does depend sometimes on increasing our skills. And sometimes we've got to be very careful when we increase our skills that it allows us to be more productive in the job that we are in so that actually uh, employers can actually pay you more because you are delivering a little bit more. What we have done is to say, well, I'm really, really qualified. I've got now a master's in economics, but I'm a legal clerk. That is not actually something that the employer is going to appreciate. Mm. And sometimes our salaries are not increasing because actually we aspire for things that are different, and then we are not able to be more productive.
it's important that we actually start to think about how do I become more productive, how to become more of an asset to the current job I'm in, or that I will have to take a, a, a you know a, a knock in my salary when I move to a different job, and that actually gives us a lot more pressure. So there have been a lot of people who actually have sort of said, look, I'm, I'm getting more education, but that education is not giving you yeah. um, a little bit of a kick, and that's something that we've got to be very careful about, and I think a lot of people have mismatched uh, their skills to the work environment and how they can increase. And then another thing is really about how we spend. I'm not giving you advice here, but I'm sort of, uh, people have to take financial advice from financial planners or financial yeah. advisors. But here's sort of another direction where people should think about their spending. Is when you look at your salary, and a lot of us will start with, you know, a thousand rand. But we always spend for the thousand rand every time we buy something new, as opposed to actually watching and being able to communicate about money. All right, let, let's give those yeah. tips. Let's give those tips after the news headlines. Of course, we would like to know, I mean, where does one cut? How do we go about um, just experiencing better ways of managing our money? Galala, you're joining us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Thanks for your patience. Hi, Kosada and I your guest. Hi. Yeah, Kosada, it's, it's getting hectic. Eh? Yeah, we know that life's hard and it's getting harder and harder. But this side in Cape Town, Kosada, I think... Uh, I think uh, the elephant is behind it. I think the government is behind it because why? Look, especially when it comes to rent, rental, I wish they mm-hmm. can uh, regularize it, you know. Everyone, every re- flat owner charge the way you want. Mm. You find that in the same street or maybe in the same complex, you find this, the same size of apartment. You find that here you are paying 10000 the other one is paying six. the other one is paying 5.5, the other one is paying eight. So it's like... Someone charge the way you want to. And the worst thing now is water. They increase the price so that we can save water. Now we have water. I was just listening here to the news. They say, but to drop the price, only national government must come and say we must drop. Mm. Why the time for increasing? They begged us. We cooperate. Now to drop the price. I went, we need Jesus We're Christ to come back government. so they can drop the price of water. So everything is getting hectic now. Because I, 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 I stay in Cape Town, but I travel all the time, Joburg, Deb, and PE. Really, it's totally different with Cape Town life. We, and my question is, why? Maybe your guests can tell us, because I, I heard him talking about saving. and It's not easy to save, because, uh, you know, you know how much people get paid, and the cost of life, and today is this, tomorrow is this. How can one save, you know? Maybe he can help us more, but yeah. uh, the best help I wish from him <laughs> is to ask the government to drop the price of electricity and water because we now have water. Why the price is still high? Mm. And the electricity, why ESCOM cannot sell to us directly? Like where I stay, we stay in the same area with, with ESCOM, but we're buying from the third, fourth part, not Got even you. from the city council. Everyone is stopping up, everyone is stopping up while the unity could be costing maybe one rent something, we end up buying it at the price of two rent something. This is just killing the poor guy, trying just to eliminate the poor people on earth. Thank you. Thank you very much, Galala. Um, We're now going to take the news headlines. And... um, Clanti, you're going to have the difficult task of uh, telling us uh, how we're going to try and save. All right, here's the news headlines uh, with Utsiletsaku. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane.
Humble apologies to the uh, Greg Hose, and thank you so much uh, for the news headlines. Looking forward uh, to the news at uh, 2 p.m. And right now we continue our conversation, and uh, as we conclude, how are you finding um, this cost of living? Uh, are you uh, feeling like you have to rob Paul to pay Peter, vice versa? And uh, to help us just understand the economics right now, um, just looking at uh, the cost of living is Glanty uh, Bai. Uh, now, Glanty, give us those tips. They may not, they may work for some, not work for some, but you know, we, we can only but try. How do we go about just uh, yeah. tightening that belt? I feel like uh, we, we need to go back to the days um, when our then governor told us to just tighten the damn belt. I mean, I think it's unfair to keep telling people to tighten. We've been tightening for quite uh, some time. It's been uh, too long. Uh, but as I say, I, you know, I'm not a financial advisor. I can't give everybody you know, financial advice. But I think a lot of people pick up the money change. Now, our aspirations are for the future shouldn't be about today. So today, you look at what you've got and you think, how do I actually make sure that it lasts me? How do I look at everything that I spend money on? And be honest. And also, we have to talk to our families because we don't. Mm. So we say, look, the way things are, guys. We can't have the luxury that you want. Not everybody in the house is going to have a, say, you know, a contract for the data and all of these things. But also as communities, you know, one of the things that has happened is that the world is changing. We know, for example, ESCOM continues to increase um, you know, uh, our cost of electricity, and that's a big thing, and it's going to continue for a while. But the alternatives to ESCOM, the alternatives to the grid, and many of us, for example, could afford to work together to say, how do we as a community invest in solar energy? That's cheap, that's sustainable, and that's actually a cost that will stay the same if we, for example, have a stock sale. Why don't you think about how we could actually together uh, find some money together and actually invest in solar energy? That allows us to actually be able to actually get up the grid and sustainable, cheaper energy. These are things that we can do with ourselves, but we have to think very detailed about how our balance sheet so our income system we can actually how we invest towards things that help us live better and mm. cheaper uh, and for a longer period of time. What we haven't done is to be able to do that. A lot of people will have all this money they save in stocks, but it's only to spend. How about actually it's about investing in making life a little bit more easier? And uh-huh. I think that's a big thing. So we have to do that whole thing about communities talking to each other about things. I mean, we've done it with food, for example, where we, you know, club to buy food cheaper. But we can do that for electricity. Uh, we can think about how we actually work together in terms of ways um, and all of those things. And, and so many lessons we can learn from um, Stockfell dwellers because people who are t- who have uh, Stockfells uh, have a way of just buying in bulk and um, that makes yeah. it a little bit more affordable, doesn't it? Absolutely, more affordable. And so and I say in, you know, energy and the different things. Transport is another thing. How do we make sure that we can talk to each other and say, Transport is getting more and more expensive. How do we club together to make ah. transport a little bit more affordable? You know, um, and minimize traffic. Our, exactly, that is good work. And so we have to think very creatively now because the world is changing, and there are opportunities to do that, including things like technologies and how do we use technologies, for example, mm-hmm. in terms of how much we pay for our TV sets. Right, I mean, for watching TV and accessing media than we have in the past. All these things are things that we can do to actually make sure that we are catching up with the ways in which the world is moving to, you know, technology-wise and energy-wise. That will help us in the long run. And uh, just to quote Van Veek as as we end, as we conclude our conversation, um, Van Veek is a property franchisee operating in Centurion saying it's becoming more expensive to live in an unsteady economic, political and social environment. I mean, we feel unsafe. Um, yeah. yeah, politics are a different story altogether. Altogether. <laughs> <All> <laughs> Auntie, thank you. Thank you very much uh, you for very joining much. us. Thank Is you. there perhaps anywhere we can just, um, one can read up 
um, a pity we lost Kanti uh, there. I just wanted to find out if there's anything or any way where we can just read up uh, to inform ourselves better on, on how we just tighten our belt. And, and like he says, it's not fair to expect people to continue tightening their belt um, so many years later. At some point, we're going to have to have this hard conversation um, that prices need to be dropped.